This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday. It is another, I want to say a beautiful Monday. It's pretty nasty out, but it is Monday. And we're here, so that makes it beautiful. Yes, hello, beautiful bell breakers, and we are dry, which is important. We are dry, as in like alcohol free. (laughs) Yeah, mostly, but that's only for the weekend. (laughs) Yes, today I'm dry because I can imagine drinking more. (laughs) I'm one of those guys that gets drunk, and I'm like, I'm never drinking again. (laughs) And then next week, you're like, oh, okay, all right, I could do this again. But um, no, we are dry. It is Monday, and we are here. Uh, for this live rendition of the Break the Bell podcast, as always, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So if you're listening in the future or somewhere other than those things, like on a podcast platform, uh, you should come join us live some Monday night because Absolutely. it's a good time. We enjoy being live. We enjoy max participation. We enjoy the comments, the feedback, and stuff. So we feel like we're actually talking to somebody other than ourselves. Yes. Even though we would just talk we, to ourselves. Yeah, we do anyway. that anyways. Yeah, yeah we, I, I do it when we're not podcasting. Yes. So so we'll keep doing it either way. But come join us. It's fun. Invite your friends and uh, your families and your, your stepchildren. and um, Your adopted children. Your adopted children. And your dogs. Yes. And yeah, and cats. De- definitely your dogs and cats. Yes, all of them. Yes. Invite everyone because it's fun. How's everybody doing? Um, we, got, we got an interesting one this week because... <clears throat> There's really nothing in the news worthy of talking about. So usually when there's nothing in the news worthy of talking about, we just pick a fun topic to to dig into and we we discuss it because we're interested in it. Absolutely. If I'm interested in it, I'm going to talk about it. And if you're not interested in it, I'm sorry. Um, well, it's my show. And usually what we find is whatever topic you end up picking or we, whatever rabbit hole we end up going down somehow connects with everything else. Oh, that, it always so. always has some sort of connection, yes. So um, whether it's uh, intentional or not, it's yeah. like, oh, this would be a fun thing to talk about. And then um, we end up finding the 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 rabbit holes yeah. that connect it back and to... And we're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this elite organization had ties to yeah. uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the Great Reset. Yeah. Everything comes back to the Great Reset. It does, so you know, yeah. So. Absolutely. So it, it, it's easy to really kind of find ties back to it. This, this week, we are talking about the generous elite philanthropists and their... Uh, their move to save humanity yes. and uh, make make the world a better place for all of yes, us. The holier than thou. Yes, make make use their uh, like honestly gain fortunes to mm. uh, 
benefit society as we know it. Yes. So yes, I always think of you ever see that movie The Kingsman? No. Oh, you got to watch it. It's really yeah. good. Um, but anyway, Samuel L. Jackson plays this billionaire uh, uh, corporate mogul slash philanthropist, whatever. <laughs> You're gonna have a hard time tonight. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the p word. <laughs> no, but uh, but uh, and it of course it you know he had nefarious plans in the works underneath no. the all philanthropist, whatever. <laughs> Good God, this philanthropist. <laughs> this is going to be a long fucking night. <laughs> We're talking about philanthropists, and Bill can't say the fucking word. <laughs> philanthropist. Philanthropist. There you go. <laughs> Just say elitists. Yes. That's what we'll call them. Okay. Or robber barons or something. I like robber barons. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, it, it's no so secret, I don't think, that uh, these these billionaires that made their fortunes off of um, the less than uh, honest means, the more manipulative to downright like m- monopolistic yes. means yeah. of gaining their wealth, it, it's, it's no surprise to hear that um, their charitable giving is probably less than charitable and more self-serving in in more ways than one. So that's what we're going to dig into tonight because um, especially like today's world, we hear a lot about specifically uh, Bill Gates and like his his philanthropy and his mission. I did a whole episode. It was about a year ago, I think, on Bill Gates Saves the World. Yes, I remember Um, that. So go back and check that out. You weren't here for that. I had to fly solo on that, but that was a good one, too. We're going to talk a little bit about Bill Gates because, I mean, he's like the class example of, like, billionaire philanthropist today. He's... He's one that started the uh, what was the the giving pledge where all the philanthropists are going to give back uh, most of their wealth because they're all tired right. of being rich and greedy. Yeah. Do rich and greedy people ever grow tired of being rich and greedy? No. It's like no. you spend your entire fucking life being no. a greedy asshole and doing whatever you can to crush, literally crush right. competition, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, I got to do my Bill Gates impersonation. Well. Uh, I, I just feel like uh, in, in today's society, uh, I'm just tired of being rich and greedy. I'm just, well, well I just don't like money anymore. It's like, right. no, yeah. no. In, in, when you're that, like, that mentality, that doesn't go away. Yeah. You don't just, right. like, change heart and say, you know, I just want to give back. Yeah, it's it, like, if you wanted to give back, you would have been giving back this whole fucking time. Yeah, it, it's like... You see um, Tom Brady out there, right? And it's like he, he was going to retire, but then he can't. And the reason why he can't is because he's addicted to the adrenaline burst he gets. Oh, yeah. and, and it's the same thing. These guys are addicted to the the adrenaline that they get from these, you know, either closing deals or this power trip that they're on yeah. or the savior complex where they're going to save us from ourselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's all a power trip is what it is. And uh, once you get to that level of wealth – um, riches are no longer like money is no longer doesn't really fill that right. anymore. Yeah. It's like like you got to move to like power mm-hmm. or like you you got to fill that void somehow. Yeah. And if money's not doing it, you got to push it to something yeah. else. And, and, so, and I mean, and when you get that kind of money, money is, is I mean, it's such a um, a uh, what would you call it? metaphysical thing yeah. at that point? It's it, like it, irrelevant. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even matter what how much you have in the bank. Yeah, so because people are always giving you shit. 
So one thing I want to talk about is this concept of uh, social capital is what what it seems like yes. a lot of them are going towards is social capital, social profit. So um, gaining power through social capital. So um, we're going to get into that once we uh, once we kick the show off. But before we do, we obviously got to uh, do our due diligence and mention yes. our sponsor. That is the greedy capitalist uh, run your mouth coffee, the billionaire uh, coffee company. <laughs> no. Um, Run Your Mouth Coffee supports your right to free speech and supports your right to be able to say whatever the fuck you want without some billionaire paying uh, some social media company to uh, deplatform you because you don't view the same right. things that they view. Um, go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. You'll get fresh roasted coffee delivered straight to your door. And as we mentioned over the weekend... You don't have to wear pants to do it, and that is like the biggest selling point. That is a huge. It took us point. over a year to figure out what the main selling point of this yes. coffee would be. Um, the main selling point, besides the fact that they support your freedoms, which is yes. number one, obviously. And number but two, it tastes great. Number two, it tastes great. Number three, which is close third, maybe tied for second, is you don't gotta wear pants when you're buying your coffee. Yes. So go to rymcoffee.com. Uh, use the promo code BreakTheBell, and you'll get ten percent off your purchase. Plus free shipping, and you never have to put on pants. That's beautiful. So do it. Go to rymcoffee.com. Uh, it's delicious, and you should be supporting companies that support you, not uh, billionaire philanthropists that uh, want to shape society yes. for their own benefit. So that's it. Uh, make sure you check us out all over the social medias. You can find us at our handle on all the major platforms at Break the Bell Pod. Um, share it far and wide, like I said, with your stepkids specifically, because uh, I feel like the stepkids are being left out of this. Oh, um, I, we've we've always said share it with your kids and your grandkids. Yeah. We've never uh, specified the stepkids, so they make sure you share. Collected majority. Make sure you share it with the stepkids too. Yes. Um, check out our merch store at uh, breakthebell.bigcartel.com, and you will get access to awesome shirts and awesome merch, such as the "I will not eat your bugs." shirt that's towards you bill gates that is towards you bill gates and towards the rich billionaires yes. that want to eat all the steaks and make us eat the crickets yes uh join the anti-cricket brigade and buy that shirt i won't eat your bugs at breakthebell.bigcartel.com we also have the i or we are not your pawn shirt which is goes to you too bill gates uh we're not your fucking pawns anymore um we have uh, our logos on shirts and cups and all kinds of fun stuff so check that out at breakthebell.bigcartel.com or you can find links to all our social media and our store at breakthebellpod.com uh check it out it's awesome you won't be disappointed hopefully i think that's all i got I think so, you think yeah. so are you ready to kick this off? You want to talk yeah. about some billionaires and their philanthropy? Oh, I can't even yes. say philanthropy without like a Bill Gates like nasal tone. <laughs> philanthropy. Yes. So yes. let's philanthropy. Jeez, I God, can't even say it. This is gonna be. All this right. is gonna be rough. roll credits. This is gonna be rough. Here we go. <laughs> what did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in the hell? 
heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Uh, uh, did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, if anybody is out there listening, I have no idea what happened. My computer took a major dump. Like a scary dump. It was really like scary. Like a Taco Bell scary dump. Like yeah. it just like, like Mexican pizza's back. I mean dump. there was even like a frowny face emoji. Did you I see know. That? Oh yeah. That's like, what scared me because I thought it was like the, the death uh, the blue screen of death. Yes, that's that's exactly what I thought. I was like, Oh, I've never had a frowny emoji on a blue screen <laughs> right. before on my laptop. I was like, I hope uh, this all comes back up because uh, we might be in for some real fun. Uh, but we're here. We're back. Hopefully, as long Salvaged. as it keeps keeps up. It's the gift. We're the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. So we're we're here. Um, I, I I feel like you had mentioned that it was uh, Bill Gates. He heard us yes. talking about him, That's and so he shit on our computer. <laughs> like literally shit. Yeah. At least yeah. At least it wasn't a literal shit. <laughs> like Bill Gates just walks in. And he's like, well. I'm just going to shit right here, right here on your computer. Although that would be great on video. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we, would be, we would be billionaires for sure if we had that footage. All right. So let's get back to what I was talking yes. about. Philanthropy, I started to say before the, wor- uh, the world just crushed on us, um, it's, it's a very discriminating word. How many yes. people in your circle right. of influence do yeah. you know that are philanthropists? None. None you all. can't even say the word. That's I how know. little you use the word in your life. I know. I'd see somebody and be like, hey, you're a P word. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's definitely discriminating between the ultra elite and us commoners yeah. because uh, – uh, one way or another, like obviously, we don't have the the kind of riches it takes to uh, be considered a philanthropist. Right. Even no, if you even gave close. to uh, like Make a Wish Foundation or yeah. uh, what's the what's the big one that like donates to like everything. Uh, oh, the uh, Red United Cross? Way. Oh, United Way. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're you're still even if yeah. you're given like thirty percent of your paycheck to like United right. Way or Red Cross or so, you're still not considered a philanthropist no. yeah. because you don't have the wealth required to yeah. reach that status. Yeah. I, I think your name has to be like on a building or like uh, part a fa- of a chair name of a charity or something. Yeah, to yeah be you have to have your own foundation yeah. named after it. Which I I feel like I should be able to call. If if I did donate to uh, United Way, I should be able to call myself a foundation, like the yeah. the the Craig Smolt Foundation, donating yeah. to philan- five bucks to ph- the United Way, <laughs> philanthropical uh, yes. outreach of the United Way. Yes, yes. so You're just showing off now. I, I guess so. <laughs> I I don't know. There. Just to be able to say you're a philanthropist means you're better than us. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, so that alone, just, uh, that was just a realization I came to. Because uh, I was like, philanthropy, that's not yeah. a word I say every day. And clearly you don't say it ever because you can't <laughs> right. say it. And then I was like, well, that's just because we're not rich enough. And that's exactly. kind of discriminatory yeah. in, my, in my opinion. So yeah. it's the whole save the world syndrome yeah. that you'd mentioned at the beginning. It's like, oh, we're so rich that uh, yeah. we... We're going to use our powers for good and save the world because we've. This is, this is why we need billionaires in the world to save the world from the inequality 
Right. Well, I mean, what was it in, in Avengers when Captain America's like, you know, to Tony Stark, what are you without your suit? Yeah. Genius millionaire lamp with his Playboy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah. that's that's part that's, of a superpower, right? Do you right? think Bill Gates thinks he's Tony Stark? Yes. You think? I do. Do you think? I do. I think he has he he has a suit he wears around the house. Yes. <laughs> what well, I mean, there's not too many philanthropists or billionaires out there that are like Tony Stark or yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne, like the the sexy playboy types. They're yeah. all like yeah, total nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're the, they're the guys that got picked on in high school, and yes. they're like, "I'll show you. Yeah. I'm going to be a billionaire, <laughs> and then I'm and I'm going to save the world." <laughs> yep, exactly. It's like. They want to save the world from inequality, but it's mostly their practices that created right. the inequality in the first place. Right. Like the the equality gap, like the pay gap from the top to the bottom isn't because of the bottom, it's because of the top. Yeah. So it's like Yeah. You're you're so concerned about inequality as you're sitting on freaking stacks of cash. Yeah. yeah. And the equality you're looking for is is the lower class and the lower class. The lower, lower yeah. class. And and you're trying to make them even while you sit up here in your castle. Yeah. How many billionaires do you actually know besides Bill Gates that are like, you know, I just want to be poor. Right. I just, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I just want to know what it's like to be or, poor. Or again. even as like, you know, I want everybody to be as rich as me. Yeah. No, they don't want that because no. then every they, their power would ha- be nothing. Yeah. Like every time a new billionaire becomes a billionaire, um, that's a little less power, a little less influence yeah. that that the ones at the top have, or a little less, um, like, they stand out from everybody, yeah. like the the eliteness of it. Right. It's like, well, it's no longer. Uh, it it's like when you have like a a freaking comic book that's worth something. Well, for example, I was watching Big Bang Theory the other day. My okay. kids like it. I don't. I, it's it's fine. Well. Um, Stan Lee was supposed to be doing oh, sure. autographs and stuff. Well, Sheldon was like, I'm going to take a Batman comic and have him sign it. And they're like, Sheldon, he didn't write Batman. He's like, I know, but it's going to be worth so much money because I'm going to have the only copy of Batman that's signed by Stan Lee. Well, then one of his friends was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to take a Batman comic yep. too. He's like, what do you not understand about uniqueness? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly. that's what billionaires are. Yes. It's like every time a new billionaire comes, um, Becomes a billionaire, they're like, yeah. oh, you're that's just w- less eliteness that I have." So yeah. it's just like we don't want more billionaires. Yeah, and you kind of hear it's always the billionaires that are talking about, you know, billionaires have too much money. It's like right. you can you can solve that problem. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, Warren Buffett complaining about, well, you know, I don't pay any tax at all. <laughs> yeah. My secretary pays more tax than me. Well, you know, there, you, there's a solution to that. I don't think the federal <laughs> government would be sad right? if you just write a check, a check for more money. To, to the IRS, I think they'd be all right with yeah, that. Yeah, just like, here, let me pay a little extra. But yeah. then that always comes with strings, too. It's like, even if Warren Buffett was to turn oh, around yeah. and write a check to the government for a billion dollars, he's going to be like, well... In in return for this, I need a little favor. Yeah, or, right, right. Yeah, or can you you push this in this direction a little? I mean, yeah. there is no no like donation at that level that doesn't come with some sort of yeah. strings. There just can't be. Like yeah. again, it's the the mindset, the mentality of these people, and how they got to the point that they are tells me. I mean, it's borderline sociopath. Oh yeah, yeah. If not complete total sociopath. Yeah. Um. That they don't do things for free, they don't give handouts no. at all. No, I mean, yeah, there, there's always favors, like yeah. you said. 
There's always some strings attached. Oh, yeah. So this actually popped up today as I was thinking about... Odd. Yeah, it's usually how it goes. Yeah. As I was thinking about philanthropists, I don't even honestly I don't know why I thought to um talk about this. It just I think I ran across an article yeah. about something. But this article popped up today. It says Bill Gates and Warren Buffett's initiative, the the giving pledge that I talked about, for billionaires to donate most of their wealth sees a sharp drop in pledgers in 2022. Man, the economy's hitting us all. Right. All those bill there's there's less less billionaires out there that are saying, you know what, I do want to give away my money. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I wanna know this is a really short article, but just the fact that it popped up, um, it, it piqued my interest here. Yeah, uh, this is from Benzinga.com, not not to be confused with Buzzinga.com. <laughs> it's Benzinga.com. So it says uh, giving pledge foundation started by billionaires Bill Gates and Warren Buffett has seen has seen pledging commitments drop steeply this year, which has been marred by geopolitical and macroeconomic uncertainties. So do you think? They see the writing on the walls where the economy's going. They're like, maybe we should yeah. hold off on pledging to right. give away yeah. all our money. Yeah. <laughs> says, what happened? Just five billionaires have pledged to give much of their fortunes away in 2022. Only five this year. So every year, I think it started back in 2010, it says 58 billionaires pledged that year. Okay. And only five this year. And part of me is like, well, I mean, aren't they running out of billionaires to right. pledge? Yeah. Well, in response to that, why isn't my screen popping up? There we go. Uh, in response to that, I looked up how many billionaires were became billionaires just this year. The total is 234 new billionaires this year. Wow. 234, and Rihanna was one of them. What? How did Rihanna become a billionaire? Yeah, she hasn't even had like an album in like five, six I, years. I don't know. I don't know. Says it was down. It was a down year for billionaires too. Oh. That I mean, that's oh, still. That's rough. Um, they're they're worth four hundred billion dollars less than a year ago. So man, billionaires are having they're it rough. Having a rough time. Yes, with it. maybe it's because they're giving away all their money. Do you think right? about that? Maybe it's not so rough for them. Says still amid war, pandemic, and sluggish markets, a total of two hundred thirty six people down from a record of four hundred and ninety three new billionaires in twenty twenty one. I wonder if that had anything to do with uh, like Stimulus. the stimmy checks yeah. and like the the consolidation of wealth for, during yeah. the pandemic and shit like that. Hmm, possible, yeah. Um, but only two hundred thirty six billionaires this year. So, but only five of those committed to giving away the majority of their mm. wealth, like uh, Bill Gates and yeah. the great Warren Buffett. So it's it, it's a sad time. It's it, it's really hard times for billionaires these days. Says. Um, just yeah, it says just five billionaires have pledged to give much of their fortunes away in 2022, according to information available on the foundation's website. This represented a record low total since 2010 when the foundation was set up. So first of all, the fact that you're like a billionaire and you're like, you know, out of the goodness of my heart, I want to just contribute and give right. away a lot. the fact that you have to have a website <laughs> praising the fact that where right. the billionaires get. I mean, that's. Already yeah. self-serving. Absolutely, yes. Like the best, yeah. the good billionaire that wants to give it away would just quietly kind yeah, of give right. it away. Nobody would say anything about it. No, I mean, people would start to wonder, you know, why is his wealth going down? But yeah. um, 
And eventually it will hit the headlines because yeah. of tax records and shit like that. But yeah. but still, we have to have a rec- uh, website dedicated to the goodness yeah. of the billionaires that yeah. are giving away their their money. And then I can see even see a headline like in the last year, Bill Gates quietly gave away. You know, <laughs> it's not very quiet. <laughs> yeah, and it was Bill Gates, authored by Bill Gates. Yeah, <laughs> former leading hedge fund trader Chris Cap. Oh, that's that's like another. That's an ad in the middle of this. Sorry. The pledgers in 2022, so the new pledgers, included cryptocurrency exchange FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, mobile social gaming company Zynga founder Mark Pincus, 23andMe holding company uh, co-founder Ann Wojcicki, Lone Pine Capital Company... uh, Portfolio manager Mala Gonkar. What are all these fucking names? <laughs> and Swiss private equity firm partners group co-founder Urs Weitzelbach and his wife Simeon. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Why is this important? Well, first of all, it's not important. No. But but to them, giving pledge, giving pledge, founded by Gates. And his former wife, Melinda Gates, and Warren Buffett is an open invitation for billionaires or would-be billionaires to commit a majority of their wealth to philanthropy, either during their lifetime or in their will. So, so yeah, I'm not going to donate my money while I'm living, but when I die, my kids are mm. fucked. I'm giving so, it all away. Yeah, right. And so do you think that, like, if you don't commit to give, like, a certain amount of money, like, you're off the list. You don't get invited to, like, the big party at the Probably. end of the year or something like that. So it's like you want to be able to give a certain amount so that you're in... In the, the inn. You're in the inn, yes. Yes, you're yes. The, the inner inner circle. Right, like, right, right. Oh, you're a billionaire. You're yeah. in the circle. But are you in the billionaire circle? Yeah. The inner circle where we billionaires give away yeah. our billions? Um, like, but we're going to get into the giving away of the billions because yeah. it's not... It doesn't seem as all, like... Gratuitous as, or like, like, um, I don't know, like giving and generous as it sounds because most of them give away to their own foundations. Oh, of course. Like Bill Gates. Yeah. Gives all his money to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. A little self-serving. It it sounds a little like just shuffling your money around to like a a not-for-profit type situation where you don't have to pay fucking taxes. I was going to say, and plus you know you get a huge tax break off of it. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has his with his wife, the Zuckerberg Chang uh, Foundation. So, yeah, it's it's never like I'm going to give billions of dollars to United Way. No, it's like... I set up my own foundation. I'm going to yeah. take this money and put it into this stack and yeah. say I gave away like, my fortune. E- even football players, like, you know, I was reading, it's like um, like Ben Roethlisberger with Steelers, mm. right? He had set up a charity uh, for money to go to uh, uh, families of slain police officers, mm. but it's called the Ben Roethlisberger Foundation. Well, right? first of all, they got to serve themselves. They got to put their own oh, name absolutely, on it. To, right. To get the credit yeah. for it instead of just like, why don't you just give the money to the police officers? Yeah, I'm sure right, the exactly. police officers have their own kind of uh, right. benefit uh, yeah. charity that you could just donate straight to. But um, when you have your name on it, that it says something about you, A, and B, you have total control on right. what where that money goes. Right. It says, uh, let's see, Gates who's also the patron of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No shit. <laughs> really? I did not see that one coming. Donated about $20 billion to the foundation in July. While announcing the same, he said he doesn't want to be rich anymore. 
Bullshit. And would return his resources to those who need the most. Bullshit. If he wants to return the resources to those who need it most, why is he buying up all the resources? Yes. Right? Like the, the farmland. farmland and shit. Yes. It's like, yes. If, if, uh, like I don't want to be rich anymore, but I'm going to invest in all this shit yeah. and buy all this stuff. He's a smart guy. I yeah. Mean, we, uh, despite everything else he is, he's a smart guy, right? Yeah. You don't think he could take that money and invest it into like poor neighborhoods to oh, yeah. kind of drum up business and to, you know put it towards infrastructure. Yeah, maybe put it towards the national debt. I mean, there's ways he could get away with his money if he wants to. No, I mean, I mean, he he does some of that, but but not to to things that. that benefit himself. I was gonna say, and not to any level of making a difference. Tesla uh, CEO Elon Musk joined the Giving Pledge Foundation in 2012. Incidentally, the world's r- second richest person, um, Jeff Bezos, has not been on the list of pledgers. Fucking Bezos. So he's he's just he's just like I know I'm a scumbag. Yeah, I don't need like, to pretend everybody to not knows. be a scumbag. He's like I know I'm Doctor Evil. Yeah. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I like being Doctor Evil. Right. So um, that's that's really all it says about this. Um, I guess his ex-wife was on the list though, but not Jeff. Jeff wasn't on the list. He's like. Probably. That's probably why he divorced her. He's like, probably. you give away how much? <laughs> you give away my fucking money? And then he yeah. divorced her, and she's like, bitch, I get all your yeah, money now. I know. She's like, I'm taking half. And he's like, well, then give it to charity. <laughs> yeah, so what do you uh, what do you think of this? Is I mean, just the, the group of nice guys, right? Right, right. The, 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 the nicest, most generous people right. in the land uh, donating their billions and their fortune because right. Bill Gates doesn't want to be rich anymore. Sure. What if? Talk about Bill Gates not wanting to be rich anymore. It's bullshit. I mean, he's moved on. And, and again, it, it it's gotten to the point where money is is just not a, a matter to him anymore. It's right. metaphysical at that point because he has everything he needs. He's going to be rich for the rest of his life and next seven generations of Gateses. And so he just it, he's moved on to control, saving the world, and power. Yes. Farmland, um, manufacturing Bug meat. I mean, <laughs> you know, all this. He's fucking with people's lives yes. is what he's moved on to. Yes. He he's, he's wants to be the chess master yes. is what he wants. Yes. He doesn't want to be rich. He just wants to be the chess master and exactly. like, move us little pawns around yes. to his benefit. So how, how did or why did – do you know why Bill Gates got into philanthropy to begin with? No. Because he's a piece of shit. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> Most of these people get into philanthropy yeah. because they were a piece of shit, and it looked really bad on their reputation, and there were, and then some PR guy comes oh, along, sure. and he's like, you know what you should do? Yeah. You, should you should create should... your own foundation. Yeah, and then maybe... It's a really nice tax shelter, but it... people won't look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, and people will stop t- calling you a piece of garbage yeah. and a uh, freaking human dumpster yeah. fire, and then... Uh, Things will start yeah. looking better for you. It, it, it's like the, the movie Annie, where they're like, hey, we're going to have an orphan come stay with you so it looks good. <laughs> Side note, I heard on the radio, um, it was an advertisement for a live rendition of, of Annie. Okay. And they're like, uh, come see everyone's favorite orphan. I was like, that just sounds fucking weird. <laughs> I've heard that. I, <laughs> I want to go see my favorite orphan. <laughs> yeah. That's just weird. Is it even weirder that she calls him Daddy Warbucks? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, moving on to the real Daddy Warbucks. Bill right. Gates, philanth- philanthropic giving is a racket. This one was interesting to me because it talks a little bit about why Bill Gates got into philanthropy yeah. to become the, the super generous guy that he is. 
says, Bill Gates recently resigned from the board of Microsoft. This was last year, I think, or 2020. To focus full-time on philanthropy. Now I can't say it. What the hell? It's addictive. Uh, It's a perfect time to remember billionaire-funded philanthropy is a public relations scam. That says it right there. You don't even have to read the rest of it. It's like, (laughs) it's a PR scam. That's all it is. Uh, It's just uh, to make us look good. Uh, And that, that to me, is like minor. Yeah. That's like... The best this could be is a PR stunt. Absolutely. The worst it could be is a total power-mongering power grab. Right. Uh, It says, Bill Gates recently announced he's stepping down. Uh, The trillion-dollar software colossus, from the trillion-dollar colossus he co-founded, to dedicate more time to philanthropic priorities, including global health and development, education, and my increasing engaging in tackling climate change. The National Papers happily reported the news. In his post-Microsoft career, Mr. Gates has become better known for his work in fighting infectious disease. He doesn't fight infectious disease. He throws money at shit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like saying, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Magic Johnson cured his own AIDS (laughs) by throwing his money at it. If he even had AIDS. Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there's a conspiracy all on its own. In February, the Gates Foundation said it would commit an additional $100 million to fight coronavirus. This was typical of the affectionate press treatment of Gates, who's now considered one of the better billionaires relative to Trump or the Koch brothers. This is mainly due to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the world's largest private charitable entity with billions in its endowment used for fighting AIDS. How's that working out for him? Right. I mean, we all those billions of dollars thrown at AIDS... I mean, we definitely have a cure for AIDS you would now, think right? So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, accelerating economic development. How's, how's the economy looking these days? Yeah, right. And many other worthy causes. But Bill Gates and his foundation are the perfect picture of why this model of billionaire philanthropy is so flawed. Gates Foundation was originally cooked up as a feel-good gloss to cover up his shredded reputation during the Microsoft antitrust trial, putting him in the long tradition of obscenely rich people using the occasional generous gift to try justifying their enormous wealth and power. Yep. And this this article is like going to bash on um, rich people and how we don't need. I I don't have a problem with billionaires. No, I really don't. I, I don't, don't have either. a problem with rich people. I yeah. want to be a rich person someday. Right. Absolutely. I have a problem with rich people that do shitty things and then throw yeah. money at it, and people like freaking suck their dicks right. because they're like, oh, it's the greatest person in the world. The yeah. media does it. Why do you think the media gloms on him? Where do you think he's donating some of exactly. his money to? Yep. To the fucking media. Yep. It's worth remembering where Gates' money came from. This is funny to me. Uh, and I talked, again, extensively on Bill Gates about a year ago. So go back and check out that episode. It's called Bill Gates Saves the World. Um, but this talks about how he didn't invent Microsoft. He bought the rights to uh, a version, an early version of DOS. Uh, and then he basically revamped it and sold it to IBM and made a boatload of money. And mm-hmm. then also... Um, turned it into uh, Microsoft Windows and shit. So it says uh, they modified it and sold it to IBM for its incredibly successful personal computers, leading to the stupendous growth 
at Microsoft as IBM and the many clone PC makers wanted the same operating system in order to attract more software developers. So they wanted one standard operating system right. across the board so uh, software developers don't have to develop something for all these different right. operating systems. So, I mean, he kind of... Kind of struck gold. Oh yeah, early on because I mean, again, he 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 created the standard. He didn't create it. He took it. Oh and yeah, re- he took it. He rebranded it. Yes, and put it out there. Yes, and it became the standard. He said, "This is the standard." And I, I, I mean, that happens early on in in shit. That yeah. that that just happens. Um, right. Somebody creates a product that's like the product. It it becomes the go to, and yeah. that that there is not monopolization. No. That's just um, innovation, like right. being at the front of yeah. like innovation. Says uh, it goes on to say this created network effects, which we we economists will tell you is a major driver of monopolization. Gates and his tech CEO chums have used the monopolization to summon gigantic profits to tighten their grip over still growing portions of the world economy. I'm going to scroll on down. It says, During his company's manic growth period, Gates emerged as a modern Gilded Age tycoon. Even sympathetic biographers refer to Gates' frequent abrasive childish rants and childlike temper tantrums. Gates' number two and CEO's successor, Steve Ballmer, uh, maintained this reputation of management by yelling like an ape at employees and sometimes throwing chairs. <laughs> wow. These are the patterns of human behavior that are encouraged by the business world's strict hierarchy in tech and tech, despite its reputation for in-office yoga training and green tea vending machines. It's no exception. So um, it, it's pretty cutthroat yeah. world out there, and Gates was ruthless. He was a ruthless— no, uh, yeah. That's how he got where he is. —businessman, yeah. Says Gates's charm also comes out in episodes in which he frequently slammed his hands into his fists while saying, "We've got to crush whatever rival dared to sell s- software in the '90s. We're going to put digital research out of business." So, I mean, he was he he yeah. crushed the competition. Absolutely. Like, it, if he couldn't buy him out, he'd run him out of business, and yeah. or he'd um, make make it so they. Didn't really work on his his operating system right. or, or something like yeah. that. So H- hardly a nice guy. No, not not even close. When the new when new online technology came alongside of Gates's control, above all the internet browser sold by Mosaic, later Netscape, Gates's an- inaugurated Gates inaugurated a period described in business and computing history as the browser wars. Do you remember that? Oh yes. Microsoft began with holding its software details from Netscape when the browser company requested a co- so so they're like, "Hey, give us the details of your new like updates on yeah. so we can keep our product current uh, with it." Current with yeah. it. And they they want to give them the the details yeah. on the the updates until after because um they weren't part of the Microsoft circle, yeah. so they didn't they didn't want the competition. Yeah. Apparently, Apparently, uh, Microsoft got a license from the rights holders to the original version of Mosaic and redeveloped that into Internet Explorer. Wow. So not only did they not invent Microsoft Windows, they just re, yeah. uh, <laughs> redeveloped DOS. They didn't even invent Internet Explorer. They redeveloped one of their main competitors' yeah. um, original uh, software. He's like a modern-day Thomas Edison. Yeah, pretty much. It says, the lame browser your your work PC probably still defaults to. <laughs> Gates and his minions 
feared that Netscape would soon reach a tipping point where uh, network effects would embrace it as a standard and it would be locked in. Thus, a top Windows executive said, I don't understand how Internet Explorer is going to win. We must leverage Windows more. Um, it says, by the time of the release of Windows 98, the company had gone further and forced PC makers to include Windows Explorer on their desktops. Mm -hmm. They went on to kind of... Uh, they tried to say that they were going to split the browser industry with Netscape. We're going to go halvesies on this. But um, Netscape's like, no, you're not going to do that because we know when you roll out updates, you're going to – it's going to be Explorer-friendly and not Netscape-friendly. Right. So uh, Microsoft then chose to include Explorer for free on their software, which I don't know what your opinions are. Like I've thought about it. I'm like – it's his fucking company. He yeah. can release it for free, but Absolutely. that that turned into the the trust, the antitrust issues because right. not. So we got an operating system company that also corners the market in the browser industry and right. the software industry, and it just becomes a big yeah. uh, monopolization. And, and I don't know about. I mean, the only time I use Internet Explorer is when I'm trying to get a computer uh, camera to work up on someone's. Well, yeah, and you can't even do that anymore. Right? Explorer yeah, they changed it. Explorer's the gone. Uh, the only time I used Explorer back in the day was to download a Microsoft or to download Chrome right, on yeah. uh, a computer yeah. because it's the first browser that pops up when you turn it on. It's like okay, Firefox or Chrome, where are right. these at? Or Safari or something. So yeah, you you need it to download other browsers. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's the whole uh, monopolization litigation that came, yeah. the antitrust litigation that came out against him. Uh, apparently, during that time, though, it says the the business press has observed how 20 years ago people asso associated the name Gates with ruthless, predatory, monopolistic conduct. However, after taking a public relation beating during the antitrust trial, um, early going in late 1998, the company started what was described at the time as a charm offensive aimed at improving its image. Apparently, he donated... $20.3 billion in the 18 months of the trial. Oh. So you see how he may yeah, have influenced right. the outcome bit. of that trial. Yes. And be like, oh, this guy's not so bad. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, the courts did find out that his practices were monopolistic and they were set to break up the companies. And then sometime in the Bush administration, they're like, yeah, we're just going to drop that. We're just going to let him still keep being yeah. a monopoly. They, they admitted that this was a monopoly and they're like, eh, who fucking cares? Right. Maybe there might've been some like, uh, Donations going oh, to specific sure. politicians or sure. specific media groups or yeah. or something to maybe uh, persuade that that yeah. that outcome to go in his favor. And that's the thing with uh, with these billionaires. It's like they're almost untouchable because you can, even if you're not legitimately paying off like a judge or something, right. you're you're. Wealth is so much power to influence the people mm -hmm. over those people that are just yeah. like, well, we don't want to lose this uh, this library right. that was donated to us, or yeah, you know, or oh, Bill Gates, uh, he's he's helping out yeah. uh, uh, Senator so and so, right. and so. Yeah. I mean, it's like, do you, do you really feel like do you really think Trump would ever serve jail time? No, no, he's not. All he would do is trade some favors for something. Oh yeah, else, yeah, right? and that's it. So and that's all of these guys too. Says the foundation themselves. Uh, so basically, it's saying that 
they talk about through all their foundations of philanthropy. I can't get through this entire article because it's really long, but it talks about how it's it rebranded his name to make him look like he's this generous guy. It says, indeed, philanthropy by the very richest men and women globally is one of the main arguments their defenders have. Sure, Gates and other billionaires make a lot of money, but then they use it to help us. So generous. And look, he's smarter than our racist TV president, <laughs> but often it's a fig leaf for ruling class dominance. Yeah. Um, so it talks about how uh, these charities don't actually do as much as it looks like they're doing, or they could yeah. be doing so oh, much absolutely. more. If they wanted to, they yeah. could be doing so much more. Because it talks about how um, during the Ebola outbreak in Africa back in, what, 2016 yeah. or something, they donated $50 million. And even uh, Melinda Gates said, you know, it was uh, Patty Stonesher, Stonesiffer, uh, Stonesiffer, the chief of the Gates Foundation at okay. the time. She said, our giving is just a drop in the bucket. $50 million they gave to Ebola. It only required six hundred million dollars. The total cost was six hundred million. I mean, that sounds like a lot to us. Yeah. Bill Gates himself could have wrote a check for six hundred million dollars right. and eradicated Ebola yeah. from the face from Africa right. as we know it. Yeah. But instead, he's like, eh, "Here's a, here's a check for fifty here's million dollars. Yeah. Here here you go. Um, I did my good deed. Uh, now yeah. can you name something after me? Right. Or, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's just like yeah." If it was more than just putting on a, a good face and, like, a nice public persona, then if he really wanted to, like, fight these diseases, he has the money to yeah. completely wipe out an entire disease. Yeah, absolutely. $600 million. That's all. Yeah. That, that The total outbreak containment in Africa. And they gave $50 million. Mm. Thank and, you. And that's why, you know, it— <laughs> Not at that level, but you know, the, every year the NFL has the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Right? Yeah. Whoever is the athlete that is most charitable or whatever else, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always like so and so gave $20,000 to the Ill Illiterate Children's Fund. And it's like $20,000. Really? That, yeah. that gets his name on an award. You know, yeah, I right. Mean, it's right. just like, and, and same thing is here. It's like, you know, really? $50 million? You're going to try to make that seem like it's something special. Right, exactly. And again, it says a lot that his foundation ramped up its giving during its mm -hmm. trial, its litigation, like uh, antitrust yeah. litigation trial. And it's just like, yeah. yeah, just out of the generosity, you're just like, oh, maybe I am a dick. Maybe right. I should be more generous. Yeah. No, you just spent the last 20 years yeah. being a total asshole and crushing all and, your competitors. And that, I, that's the reason why you're here in court yeah. in the first well, place. And I, and I believe G.W. Bush was uh, really big working in, against diseases in Africa. So really? That mu yes. Oh, so I'm that. sure there was a little give and take with oh, that. Oh, I'm sure there was quite a bit of give and take. Yeah. Uh, politically, fi uh, financially, uh, there's there's a lot of trades yeah. and kickbacks. And, and I, you know, it's like when when really rich people like of that level mm -hmm. want to exchange cash. They don't write each other checks. Right. Right. Exactly. They they do it through their charitable giving foundations. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, that way they can write it off on taxes yeah. too. Um during the episode, uh the Bill Gates Save the World mm -hmm. episode, I talked extensively about his uh philanthropic hold like control over the the WHO, the World Health Organization, because he donated the most amount of money to the WHO, like Probably ten times more than all the rest of them combined. Um, 
the the things that they focus on, the diseases that they focused on, or the direction they focused on, was always Bill Gates' focus because he he single handedly controlled the WHO or still probably does. And it's like, well, I want to work on polio. It's like, well, we got all these diseases over here that are so much worse than polio. And he's like, but I really want yeah. to work on. Pol- what is with Bill Gates and polio? Yeah, right. so he just came out, I think, a week or so ago, and. Um, decided to drop another like billion dollars on polio and it's just like is polio that bad or like what is there's got to be something there like does he have a friend does he have a relative that had polio that this is in memory of or is there something here is he trying to create on the other hand maybe he's trying to create a freaking bioweapon polio bioweapon right i I don't know it's just weird that his sole focus is polio or or yeah and maybe that's it he wants people to focus on polio so he's giving for him people like i didn't know this was a problem but okay yeah and then well it's kind of like when he talked about uh um, how this uh, like uh, coronavirus type oh, yeah. thing was going to turn games, into things, right? And well, yeah, he talked for years about this yeah. uh, like virus coming from animals yeah. or bats or something, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Bill Gates did, was right. Did just he? Uh, didn't he invest a lot in uh, like smallpox vaccines as oh, well? I think so. I don't yeah. know. He's probably invested in a lot of. Oh, them. I'm sure he's invested a lot in AIDS and polio and yeah. stuff. So, um, he, you know, he's he's got to be making money on. Oh yeah, he's got to be. Yeah. But I, I don't want to keep talking about the WHO thing because I did like a whole episode on it. But right. what other influences do you suppose he has? The si- similarly, like yeah. The, well, I mean, education. The entire world health yeah. he has control of because yeah. he donates money. Right. Imagine everything else yeah. he's donating. And, and yeah, and I, I think the Bill and Melinda Gates is like the greatest like giver to the WHO in the world. Yeah, that that's what I was saying. Yeah, right? like they have the control. Yeah. Uh, the controlling interest, I guess yeah, you could say. It's like them and China right at the top. Yeah. And that's kind of scary when you think about that. It's the the philanthropy business. It's it, literally yeah. a business uh, in yeah. its own right. But um, another thing he has a lot of influence on is global media. Mm-hmm. I did not know how much he invests in media companies. And if if your goal is to like bring equality, why are you donating to like – Billionaire media corporations right. like yeah. CNN is one. NPR, yeah. well, they're they're publicly funded, so I understand NPR. But right. CNN is a, a private company. Yeah, um, it says he's made over three hundred million dollars worth of donations to fund media projects at NBC, CNN, NPR, The Atlantic, and PBS, and like lots, lots more. Yeah, like the list that I saw earlier today was really extensive. Why do you suppose he's investing in all these media companies? Good press, direct press the way he wants. I mean, if he's yeah. got money invested in the World Health Organization, he wants to play up the COVID threat, right? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, which, as we see, CNN is like the number one sponsor of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and MSNBC. <laughs> right. And he's donating to all of those. Yeah, yeah it's just like you can direct, to completely direct. Oh, yeah. The, if you got control of the media, you got control of yeah. everyone. Let's, let's get 60% more screen time on COVID and the vaccines, guys. Yeah. It again. It's like, well, we gotta help the poor and needy, so I'm gonna donate yeah. millions to CNN. It's like, CNN. 
Yeah, right. See you, right. That doesn't really help millions. Yeah. But, of it, but it helps me. Right. It exactly. helps me get my name out there yeah. and look better. Yeah. In the very least, it makes them look better. And CNN will never. I, I don't watch CNN, but do they come out and be like, this news presentation is brought to you by the Bill Gates Foundation. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Probably. They yeah. probably do. Maybe they come point. out with like Bill Gates like patches on their <laughs> yes, shirt. his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's scary. I have Bill Gates close to my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. CNN, you know they're never going to write a derogatory story no, against no. Bill Gates, no. nor NPR or MSNBC, or I guess MSNBC is not on this list, but no. NBC is, which is But you know MSNBC is on his job. That's the parent company, yeah, though, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah, never going to have bad press. And when you have something like maybe vested interest in, like a, I don't know, like a stabby jabby, um, <laughs> you get these media companies to promote... Oh, uh, save the world, get the stabby jabby, and then who makes makes bank off of that? Somebody that would be heavily invested in said stabby yeah. jabby. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless of whether his intentions are to make profit, which I know they are, um, he's making profit yeah. by p- having them push the things that he invests yeah. in. Uh, so, yeah. or... Uh, the social programs that he wants to participate in, then you get the media involved in that, and right. then they start pushing this yeah. as a big thing. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, you can push whatever agenda well, and, you want. And, and, I mean, we know Bill Gates is a big proponent of AI. Yeah. And we know that his he and his foundations donate a lot of money sure. to education because they want to data mine the students. Yeah, absolutely. So they can, you know, as well as make them mindless drones and oh, things absolutely, like that right, too. right. So, yeah, um, there's there's so much more to that than just data yeah. mining students. It's like, oh wow, look how much he gives to schools and education. He really cares about kids. Yeah, no, he just wants control over yes. the kids' education. Yeah, let's move away from Bill Gates because he's not the only phil- philanthropical asshole here. Um, we got the robot, the the Mark Zuckerberg AI. Yes. Um, this article is titled "The Trouble with Charitable Billionaires," and at the surface level, you think, "How could there possibly be trouble right. with charitable billionaires? Isn't that we want what we want billionaires to be? Yeah. Is to be charitable, to be good stewards of their money and give back?" Yeah. The problem is that's not how it works, and the problem is, like this one gets into a lot of times, the problems they're trying to fix are problems they created in the first place. Right. Yeah. So it's just like. Hey, uh, we created this equality gap, but we're going to give a little money back to like help the inequality yeah. gap. But it's like, wait a second. Yeah. So you're you're taking up all the wealth, like consolidating the wealth and throwing a little back and be like, we're helping the inequality gap. It's just like, how yeah. about you just don't consolidate the wealth? Right. Wouldn't that be the? <laughs> wouldn't that be easier? You would think easier, but not not as, as effective for exactly. them. Exactly. This is Mark Zuckerberg. It says, in February 2017, Facebook's uh, founder and CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, was in the headlines for charitable activities. The Chan Zuckerberg Initiative... Wow, his wife got first on this one. This is hers. um, Founded by tech billionaire and his wife, Priscilla Chan, handed out $3 million in grants to aid the housing crisis in Silicon Valley. Wow. How much, you think, how much do you think a house in Silicon Valley costs? $6 million. <laughs> I think that the average house in that area is $2 million. Oh, probably. So you paid yes. for Let's see. one and a half house. No, I, I think it says it on down in this oh, article. Does it? Oh, okay. Of course, I'm going to have to register to, oh, of course. to read. Of course. Let's see here. Even though I didn't have to before. Um, but yeah, I think on down it says it's, it's 
like, what exactly are you doing by donating $3 million yeah. to a housing crisis, to the housing gap? Like, what? what's the point there? Hang on. Let me register for this so I can read for free. The average home price now tops $1 million in 85% of the Silicon Valley's neighborhoods. Yeah, I I think it's, like, probably about $2 million, yeah. according to this. So. Um, hold tight while I register yeah, for this. This was, was a good article. Yeah, and this was about uh, about eight months ago. So yeah, oh, okay. So it's probably like tripled since. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know how the housing crisis is going. In, in any case, I mean, it's not going to be anywhere close to helping ten people, right? A dozen people. I mean, yeah. it, it's such a it's such a band aid, you know, and and it really That's is all just it is. A, it's just an empty gesture. I mean, I thought uh, the sixty million dollars by the Gates fa- Foundation to yeah. fight Ebola was bad, but three million dollars to aid housing crisis in Silicon Valley. Yeah, says uh, the initiative's president um, of policy and advocacy stated that the grants were intended to support those working to help families in immediate crisis, while supporting research into new ideas to find long term solutions. <laughs> So we're not even like giving the money to the poor well, people. We're giving it to the people say, that are coming up with ideas. Is, is Silicon Valley like the center of poverty in the world in California? Absolutely, right. I mean, it's like, oh, those poor needy people in Silicon Valley. Well, the problem is they can't even afford their own jet. Companies <laughs> like Zuckerberg's moved into Silicon Valley, uh, moved into the Bay Area and stuff. And then what happened? The price prices all went right. through the roof. Absolutely, yeah. and even their like tech people that make like six figures, according to this article, can barely afford to live there yeah. because the prices have skyrocketed because the tech companies are there. Yeah. And they're like also those those people like to invest their money in things. They start investing in real estate. They start like uh uh changing the, the real estate landscape yeah. and make right. the value yeah. go up even Silicon more. Silicon Valley used to be a it, it's a desert. But again, the the fact that they're giving a mere three million dollars in grants, yeah. not to the poor people, <laughs> no. but to the people that are coming up with yes. the ideas of how to fix yes. the poor people, the, the poor Smiths that moved into Silicon Valley, they can't afford to come to our pool party. <laughs> <laughs> Says the grant grants intended to support those working to help families in immediate crisis. So support the people working. So what if Zuckerberg was like? You know, I'm I'm helping support the research into new ideas, so I'm going to donate money to myself. I mean, yeah. like, who does that go to? <laughs> Is it like some of your like your staff that are yeah. coming up with these ideas? Because there's that that there's nothing there that yeah. goes nowhere. Yeah. And how's that working out? Have they come up with any good ideas lately? So it says this is one small part of Zuckerberg's charity empire. The initiative was. Uh, has committed billions of dollars to philanthropic projects designed to address social problems with a special focus on solutions driven by science, medical research, and education. Uh, This all took off in December of 2015 when Zuckerberg and Chan wrote and published a letter to their baby, Max. Oh, jeez. The letter made a commitment that over the course of their lives, they would donate 99% of their shares in Facebook at that time valued at $45 billion, to the mission of advancing human potential and promoting equality. So so they pledged to their son, Max, or daughter, I don't know, their baby, Max, baby Max. Um, to donate 99% of the shares, their, their shares, uh, to advance human potential and promote equality. So do you think they're giving that 99% to, like, directly to charities? Oh, no, no, no. 
No, they're giving it to their yeah. own charity. That, right. That, that, who will then decide how they're going to yes. farm that out. This is the best part. Um, let me let me get back get down. So it says the the wording of his 2015 letter could easily have been interpreted as meaning he intended to donate 45 billion dollars to charity. As investigative reporter Jesse Isinger reported at the time, the Chan Zuckerberg initiative through which his giving was to be funneled is not a non for a not for profit charitable fun- foundation, but it's a limited liability company. <laughs> Oh, wow. So he can make money off his yeah. charitable giving to his own company. He yeah. can profit off of his he's gonna I, I I promise to give my billions to this charity that I can profit yeah. off of. Ninety nine percent of my our profits. Again, it's like shifting your money to another pocket yep. that yep. actually you don't have to pay taxes on and yeah. you can profit from. Exactly. Says this legal status has significant practical implications, especially when it comes to tax. As a company, the initiative can do much more than charitable activity. Its legal status gives it the rights to invest in other companies and to make political donations. Yeah. Yeah. So working towards like poverty and equality right, by yeah. donating to, to the politician to politicians. Prof- his promises yes. to take care of poverty and equality. Do you want to know how much money uh, Mr. Zuckerberg has donated to? Political campaigning, absolutely. As of recently, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg has handed out some four hundred and twenty million dollars to mostly leftist election officials to recruit votes from areas that favored Democrats in the twenty twenty presidential race. Yeah, this part's the telling part. Uh, this guy uh, that wrote this says uh, the twenty twenty election was not stolen; it was likely bought. By one of the world's wealthiest and most powerful men pouring his money through legal loopholes. Yeah. So, again, it's like, um, yeah, we're going to give our money away to charity, but we're actually giving it away charitable donations to the politicians that we we know are going to grease our, our spokes. Right, yep. And to make keep things, our business profitable. Yeah, make things more lucrative yeah. for us and um, make things go the direction that we want it to go. Mm-hmm. And maybe, um, like, push some other media... Uh, like social media platforms out, like yeah. Parler and shit like right, that. Right. Uh, you you know how it went. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's the that's the face uh, the Zuckerberg Chan or the Chan Zuckerberg initiative. Yes. Three. Uh, how much did I say? Four hundred and twenty million dollars to leftist election officials. Yep. People that will uh, put the screws down and censor companies like Parler. Does that count as their ninety nine percent of their no, shares I don't going so. towards poverty yeah. and inequality? Or is that part of that? Like, how does uh, that work? Oh no, it probably is. You it's know, gotta Again, be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nancy Pelosi cares about poverty, so we'll give her money, and then she'll take the money, and she'll. Probably invest it back into Facebook or whatever else. Well, obviously, you know? is there anything else on the this first one? I don't think so because it gets back into like Bill Gates and things like that too. Basically, saying how um, billionaires charity isn't actually charity; it's like self-serving, completely a hundred percent self-serving. And uh, for you to like give them the credit by saying, uh, "Yeah, he's such a great man because he yeah. gives away millions and billions of dollars." Um, I think it's insulting that he gave three million dollars to uh, the housing crisis. Yeah, that's like. Yeah. No, I mean that's like. He could probably found a three million dollar bill in his left shoe, <laughs> right, and yeah. was just like, "Oh, this is gross." Here, 
Yeah. Give that to the poor. Yeah, put that towards the house, people. Here, peasant, yeah. take that. Give this to the poor and needy. It's like yeah. freaking Scrooge. Yeah. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, has... and again, yeah, like you said, it. I mean, it's a drop in the bucket. You know, yeah. he finds that underneath his couch cushion, in, and he's like, yeah, you know, just give this to, it'll help with poverty or something. This goes on. It says, the very notion of corporate social responsibility, or CSR, has been criticized for for providing companies with a moral cover to act in quite exploitative and socially damaging ways. Like, we know how socially damaging Facebook and uh, Instagram has been, and... Yeah. Yeah, we can just cover up all the shitty things I do by throwing money at it. Yeah. But in the current era, social social responsibility, when portrayed as an individual character trait of a chief executive, has allowed corporations to be run as irresponsibly as ever. CEOs very public... Engagement in philanthrocapitalism, try saying that one, uh, can be understood as key component of the reputation management. It is part of marketing of the firm itself as the good deeds of its leaders come to signify the overall goodness of the corporation. And that's not even just true with like uh, like charitable giving. That right. comes down to like when a company comes out on a like social moral issue – like the whole like Nike and uh, Colin Kaepernick thing. Yeah. Nike didn't give two shits about whether uh, yeah. black people kneeled or anything right. like that. They knew that if they did that, they knew it was a risk that some people are going to be pissed. But they right. knew by taking a social moral stand, like the moral yeah. social high ground, that they're going. To, I mean, they're going to rake in yeah. the profit from right. this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some people are going to burn Nike shoes, but guess what? They had to buy those Nike shoes to burn exactly. them to begin with. <laughs> right, yeah. So they made money yeah. regardless there. Yeah. But then other people on the other side are like, oh, these guys have the moral high yeah, ground. Right. Uh, this is such a... As, as they're having child slave labor in yeah, China right. make their shoes... Yeah. They're taking yeah. the moral high ground by making the shoes for a quarter an hour, and right. then uh, someone's buying them for two hundred dollars and then burning it. <laughs> yes, it says ironically, philanthrocapitalism also grants corporations the moral right, at least within the public consensus, to be socially irresponsible. The trumpeting of CEOs' personal generosity can grant an implicit right for the corporation to act ruthlessly and with little consideration for the broader social effect of their activities, i.e. child slave labor in China. This reflects a productive tension at the heart of modern CSR. The more moral a CEO is, the more immoral their company can, in theory, seek to be. That's quite the balance. Right? I mean, well, it's kind of like a... Oh, what is it? The the carbon credit system. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah. I can burn as much carbon as I want as long as I spend money yes. on non-carbon burning things. Like, I right. can balance that out. I'm, yeah. Yes, I'm destroying the atmosphere, but I'm also throwing money at better yeah. climate things, so yeah. it balances out the whole right. carbon credit yeah. system. I can fly my plane all over the world as long as I can get everybody else to have to eat mealworms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the the whole carbon credit yeah. system. Um. So, yeah, it's... I mean... Blatant hypocrisy, at oh, least. Absolutely. It Especially is. Yes. knowing that a lot of the things that they're supposedly throwing money at, like the housing crisis, were directly because of you. Right. It's like, how right. can you say, look at this great thing I did? It's like kind of like Joe Biden saying, I fixed the economy. Right. Uh, gas prices have gone down. Well, well, that's because gas prices like skyrocketed <laughs> right. before you brought it yeah. down like five cents. Thank you very much. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I don't know what you think so far. Yeah, it's it's blatant 
it's 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 so irritating. It's self-serving. The, it, it, well, it is, but the fact that they feel like they can tout that is like, oh, I, this is my good deed. Yes. When they're doing more harm than good. Oh yeah, but uh, they're balancing out the harm yeah. with the good, supposedly uh, it, with three million dollars. I was gonna say, and to think that that amount of money is, which again is probably like point zero one percent of what they have. Pro- probably makes a much difference. less than probably that. probably yes. I'm being generous, but. It's about time to get into break. I do want to get into more of the uh, gaining social capital. Like we've talked about, you know, kind of putting the Band-Aid on your shitty behavior um, with like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg being like, you know, how we could look better is if we just gave away a little bit of money, then people won't think we're the bad guy. But I want to get into more of like the power grab, like the, the profiting when money no longer is an issue, what becomes profit? Like power, control, or social status becomes right. profit to you. Yeah. So um, it's it's an easy trade for a multi-billionaire to give up a few billion dollars yeah. to get the prominence. And, and I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get to this part, but it, it goes along with the uh, the big move you see with the um, the uh, social, environmental, mm-hmm. economic credits, right? Oh yeah. Where I, I'm sure that's all self-serving. Uh, well, it is, and but they they feel like they do it on a much larger level, which than you or I will ever do. Well, they right? burn carbon on a much higher level. Well, yeah, they're the ones responsible right. for like 98 percent of the pollution, yeah. and yet they're the ones that are like pushing the hardest. Guys, we got to drop the pollution down. It's like it's yeah. the same as like this whole. Zuckerberg thing. It's like yeah. you're the one creating yeah. all the yeah. pollution. You just took a 12 car convoy, you know, up to the city. Yeah, you, know, you, you fly a jet. For, yeah, to go out to eat. What right, you... and then back again that night. You know, yeah. oh, we're right. gonna go grab some baguettes over in France and then come back. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, ridiculous. but but then they're all like this climate concern where yeah. we all got to eat bugs right, because right. we're killing to balance that out. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to get into break. We're going to take a few minutes, um, recollect ourselves, and hopefully the computer doesn't crash again. And when we come back, we're going to get more into this and talk about like power grabbing yeah. and like social capital and social, yeah, political. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> political capital. Okay. So we'll be right back. Uh, give us just a couple minutes, and we'll continue on. Goodbye. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. 
Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. We are back. Bill, what are we talking about today? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. <laughs> Philanthropist. Philanthropy and philanthropist. Yes. <laughs> Pissing away their money. Yes. For, for good for causes. Good, for, for their good noble, name. Nobility, noble causes. No. Is that what this is? No, not at all. No, you don't think so? No. No. There's. It's always a game. You think so? Absolutely. I got and this. I don't think that's a cynic in me speaking. I think that's that's backed up. I think that's just reality in it general. Is. It's not it cynical. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's possible for a somebody like ruthless Bill Gates, which I don't even see how that guy was ever ruthless? No. I, I mean, no, no. He's but a, he, but he's he strikes dork. me as t- well, and he strikes me the time type that has no social grace, mm-hmm. right? Like he gives, like um, like five. Fifty million people or dollars to an orphanage, and and the the girl comes up, gives him a hug, so then they get pictures, and he's just like, what "Yeah, supposed to do, <laughs> right? Yeah, like thank you, Mr. Gates," and he's like, "Um, yeah, okay, uh, it's just what I do, right? Um, I did this for me, not for you, kid. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's probably more likely. Did somebody so, get this thing off me. <laughs> so let me get rid of the music because I got this article here. This is from two thousand and nine, actually, no. but it's very interesting. Um, you ever heard of the Good Club? No. How have you not heard of the Good Club? I don't know. It sounds like um, like a horror movie or something, like Joy Luck Club or Traveling Pants of the Yaya Sisterhood. <laughs> yes. They're called the Good Club, and they want to save the world. That's how this starts. Okay. Um, it says, it is the most elite club in the world. Ordinary people need not apply. <laughs> So again, that, <laughs> that's how you, you know it's great. Know. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, what I was talking about um, earlier, how it's very uh, it, it like us commoners don't don't really apply. It's very uh, what did I call it? Very, very elite. Very yeah, discriminatory. Yeah, that's very discriminatory. Said. Yeah, and so so yeah, you you don't need to apply to this because yeah. you can't save the world right. because you're yeah. poor. If you're not a billionaire, there's no reason for you to even come this way. Don't it's, even look over here. It says, indeed, there is no way to ask to join. You simply have to be very, very, very rich and very, very generous, quote unquote, quote unquote, generous on a global scale. This is the good club, the name given to the tiny global elite. Who named that? Like, these <laughs> no. are supposed to be like the yeah. most creative I minds. Well, what history. should we call it? Um, well, it's good. So yeah. let's call it the good club. Genius. <laughs> yes. It's genius. I never would. <laughs> you know, that's why we're so rich, right? Because we have ideas like <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. says, this is the good club, the name given to the tiny global elite of billionaire philanthropists who recently held their first and highly secretive meeting in the heart of New York City. First of all, when you are supposedly out set doing good, why are you having highly secretive meetings about <laughs> it? Right? Yeah. Wouldn't you kind of do it in the open, you know, I mean, like I did a say, Starbucks or something? I did say we don't need to, like, brag about it and put a right. website up saying yeah. how we're giving away all our wealth, but... 
the, on the opposite side, when you're like, shh, don't tell anybody yeah. about our philanthropic ideas. Stuff here. Yeah, secretive good yeah. good ideas. Whoever finds out about it, we have to kill. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Says the names of some of the members are familiar figures, including Bill Gates, George Soros, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, David oh. Rockefeller, and Ted Turner. All the greats. That sounds like the circle of evil. It's the who's who of uh, <laughs> evil empire. Says, but there are others too, like business giants Eli and Edith Broad, who are equally wealthy but less well known. All told, its members are worth $125 billion back in 2009. I was going to say, that seems pretty light. Yeah. Well, today's, it's probably like $250 billion or something. Uh, I don't know. Says, the meeting called by Gates, Buffett, and Rockefeller. Again, <laughs> Gates and Buffett are the yeah. two in charge of this thing. Uh, was held in response to the global economic downturn and the numerous health and environmental crises that are plaguing the globe. It was in some ways a summit to save the world. <laughs> no wonder that when the news of the secret meeting leaked, it sent shockwaves through the w- worlds of philanthropy, development aid, and even diplomacy. It is really unprecedented. It is the first time a group of donors of this level of wealth has met like that behind closed doors in what is in essence, a billionaire's club. What, from what you know. <laughs> yes. The existence of the good club has struck many as a two-edged sword. On one hand, the repre- they represent a new golden age of philanthropy, harking back to the early 20th century when the likes of Rockefeller, ba- Vanderbilt, and Carnegie became, fa- became famous for their good works. Why did those three become famous for their good works? <laughs> because they were such shitty humans that yeah. they, had, they pulled a Bill Gates, and yeah. they were like the original... The yep. OG philanthropists, yes. because yeah. they were like, their PR guy was like, guys, people don't like you very much. And most of these these shitty NGO, shadowy groups that we talk about comes back to those three families. Yes. <laughs> Everything comes back to those three families. It says, yet the reach and power of the good club are truly new. Its members control vast wealth, and with that wealth comes huge power that could reshape nations according to their will. Yes, yes. That's the scary part. It's not, I'm not so concerned necessarily that they're trying to put, I mean, every company has a PR guy, that every like corporation has a PR firm or something that's making their shitty things look better. Right. Uh, Something comes up in the the news that, they had some chemical leak or something. They got a yeah. PR guy trying to shift the, the narrative, so we look it looks right. less shitty. So I'm not as concerned about what we talked about in the first half. Yes, right. it's it's hypocritical and uh, and it's shitty to make it portray that you are such a a giver and a generous person when in reality you're just trying to save face and and look better. But I'm more concerned about. Them having so much money and power and then them coming together and combining yeah. that power to right. reshape nations yeah. according yes. to their will. Yes, that's some scary shit. Yes. It says, few doubt the good intention of Gates and Winfrey and their con- – Few doubt the good intentions. <laughs> Who I, I must be one of the few because I doubt their good good intentions of Gates and Winfrey, and their kind. They have already improved the lives of millions of poor people across the developing world. Have but they? can the richest people on earth actually save the planet? The president's house, the president's house of Rockefeller University, is an upper on Upper East Side of Manhattan. The university's private campus, full of lush green trees, lies 
behind guarded entrances and a metal fence. It overlooks the East River, only a few blocks away from the United Nations. It was here at 3 p.m. on May 5th, back in 2009, that the good club gathered. The university's chancellor, Sir Paul Nurse, was out of town, but the request of David Rockefeller had hallowed the club to meet at his plush official residence. The president's house is frequently used for university events, but rarely can it have played host to such a powerful conclave. The fact that they pulled this off meeting in the middle of New York City is just absolutely amazing. Is it? Is it? For six hours, six hours, the assembled billionaires discussed the crises facing the world. Each was allowed to speak for about 15 minutes. The topics focused on education, emergency relief, government reform, the expected depth of the economic crisis, and global health issues such as overpopulation and disease. Wow. They're hitting all the hot topics. One of the themes was new ways to get ordinary people to donate small amounts to global issues. Shh. It's like, why don't all you fuckers yeah. just donate large amounts, right? yeah. and then the rest of us don't like, have to donate small amounts? I, I, you know, I'm really irritated that more people don't donate. Yes. <laughs> like, we have to do it all. <laughs> Sources say Gates was the most impressive speaker, while no. Turner was the most outspoken. He tried to dominate, which I think annoyed some of the others. Well, it's a bunch of billionaires that have had it their way forever. You get them all in one spot. Can you're you gonna imagine ego the dick, smashing. dick swinging oh, contest? Oh, yes. Then Oprah whips out her big old <laughs> dick and slaps Slapping him. him up the side of the face? Yes. <laughs> Winfrey, meanwhile, was said to have been in a contemplative listening mood. Maybe she wasn't swinging her dick, I guess. No. <laughs> that the group should have met at all is indicative of the radical ways in which philanthropy has changed over the past two decades. The main force behind the change is Gates and his decision to donate almost all of his fortune to bettering the world. Unlike the great philanthropists of former ages, Gates is young enough and active enough to take full hands-on role in his uh, philanthropy and craft it in his own ideas. And that's Mm -hmm. a problem. They're saying, like, that's a good thing. He's young enough. He can make this do it it himself. He's very hands-on. He'll get in there and get get his hands dirty. Or he'll shape it the way he wants it to so it'll most benefit him. Says... um, That example has been followed by others, most notably Soros, Turner, and Buffett. Indeed, this new form of philanthropy, where retired elite businessmen try to change the world, has even been dubbed (laughs) Billanthropy. There you go. (laughs) We're going to start calling it Billanthropy now. Another description is philanthropo-capitalism. Yet the implication of the development of philanthropo-capitalism are profound. It was fitting that the good club was meeting near the UN. The club members' extreme wealth makes it as powerful as some of the nations with seats inside the August Chamber. Yeah, they probably have more money than most of the people that are part of the UN. Proponents of philanthropo-capitalism would argue that there are also more effective they are also more effective in doing good for ordinary people by asking the ordinary people to donate to, give more. to good cause. Yeah. yeah, Indeed, the club members had given away about $70 billion in the past 12 years. That is far beyond what many individual countries can afford to do with their own social policies and aid budgets. Wow. <laughs> That's condescending. Yeah. They have assets that rival the social spending budgets of many countries. Yeah. But, Again, that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing. 
Soros Foundation has done valuable work setting up democratic institutions and independent media across the former Soviet bloc. These titans of philanthropy have also started a trend among slightly less wealthy. While Gates and Soros' efforts best ridge the world, major ph philanthropists have emerged in specific regions like India or Latin America, funding their own pet ideas and projects. Again, I don't know. not a good thing. No. Uh, this guy, recently, Gail Peterson, co-founder of Headwaters Group Philanthropic Services, recently gave advice to a businessman who wanted to set up a foundation to give away $280 million annually in Southeast Asia. He told us, I want to be just like Bill Gates. Oh, God. So, so what do you th think? Because it gets into the downside. What do you think the downside is? Well, again, like we said, it, it's their personal pet projects, right? It, mm -hmm. It's forming things in their image, right? I mean, that's the, the, a god complex. I mean, you're talking like nine god complexes yeah, in one room. right, all in one. Yeah. I mean, like super god complex. Yeah, like, uh, right, like, and, and we already know, again, Rockefeller's name is associated with a lot of different organizations mm -hmm. and stuff you know and so when you throw these other people in there we know how what soros has done right you know so i mean it's just and now you got nine other people i mean it's just it's scary it says there is a potential downside of the growth of these uber donors especially if the whims of individuals start to take precedence over the expertise of professionals like yes. i said with the who how is it that Bill Gates is all of a sudden like a medical genius. Yeah, right. right. Is it because of all his medical training or right. because of the billions of dollars he's thrown into exactly. the medical field? Yeah. Yep. If he is the voice of um, what happens in the medical industry, we have big fucking problems because he is not, yeah. he's not even a computer genius from what it sounds. He's right. a scam artist. Yeah. He I just, mean, he's, he's smart. Well, he, just know, gets but... to, he just gets people and he's like, hey, I just bought this, make it better. Yeah, pretty much. He's good at putting teams together. Right. <laughs> the strange truth is that giving away billions of dollars is difficult and fraught with risk. There can be waste, mismanagement, and poor investment. At the same time, it can actually do harm. If you are putting enormous amounts of money into a community that can't cope with it, then you can implode that community. And that's what that reminds me of, right? Do you remember the episode of Community where uh, Annie was directing the play and Pierce wanted to like have more lines so he could be cooler than Jeff, so mm -hmm. he was giving money to Annie to pay her rent so he could direct the way the play was going? Yes. Right? That's, that's a really good example. Thank you. I like that. Others are even more outspoken of the growing dominance of a tiny handful of billionaires. The problem with any good club is that all the people might not be good, <laughs> or at least not good in universal definitions, says uh, Luis Uwaka, the... Rwanda-born founder of the Canadian education charity Positivision. Wow, that just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> there is also the issue of accountability. Even the most repressive of national governments is on some level beholden to its own people or has the capacity to change and reform under popular pressure. But who votes for the good club? And that's yeah. that's a big thing about we talked about NGOs. It's like, who are they accountable to? Right. Yeah. Uh, because... Like out in the open government entities, mm -hmm. they're accountable to the people. We can yeah. tell you it's to some level. Yeah. Uh, no, this doesn't work. Yeah. That's got to go. Freedom of Information Act yeah. will get you most of the documents. But if it's an NGO, none yeah. of that stuff is included. No, and you don't really have any control over what they do. Yeah. So are we being too skeptical of these people no. and, and their greatness? <clears throat> no. 
uh, because this one talks about, and this is exactly the problem I have. Uh, elite phil- philanthropy benefits one group disproportionately, and it's not you. Yeah, well, I believe that. Who do you think the the group is that the elite philanthropy <laughs> benefits most? The, the elite ph- the philanthropist. <laughs> that 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 word there. Yes. So it, it gets into like the self serving nature of. Philanthropy of elite. Do you even have to say elite philanthropy again? No, is there, no, uh, yeah, is there un- it, elite just philanthropy? One, yeah, no. There's no. only elite philanthropy. Absolutely. It says in general, this is from this is an article from uh, Medium, so it's just like a private journalist. So uh, it talks about the rich and powerful mainly donate to causes and foundations that can provide themselves with benefits. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that says it all. Think about it this way, because they talk about um, talks about like how they can drive policies through donations. Mm-hmm. They can because it says, for example, it was found that twelve of the wealthiest billionaires in America have given money to or founded policy or oriented organizations that seek to abolish the estate tax. So they give money to foundations that push for. The abolishment of yep. estate tax. Who benefits most from that? Is it just poor people? No. Or is it the people that own the most estate, like exactly. Bill Gates? Right. It says, furthermore, because these wealthy individuals and corporations are often more preoccupied with getting attention, the aid they bring might not or might be improperly executed, creating a situation where things become worse after their intervention. Yeah. Because it talks about, you remember that Burger King ad? Where Burger King came out and tried to combat gender inequality, and they're like, uh, they, their slogan was "Women belong in the kitchen" because they're trying to push women to go to culinary school. Right, and they <laughs> they pushed twenty five thousand dollars in scholarships to culinary school, but they spent sixty five thousand dollars on the marketing for this, and in turn it backfired because women did not like that ad very much. Right. So, but that's just a, a very small example of how it might not. Yeah, really bring the the results they want, or yeah. it it turns things worse than what it should be. But talking about uh, uh, okay, this one, this is the part here that I was really interested in. Elite philanthropy gives elitist power they should never have. Yeah, like Bill Gates and medical research. Yeah, right. By converting some of their economic capital for social and cultural capital, elite. Philanthropy en- enables the wealthy to exact their influence on issues they would not normally have a say in, like uh, epidemic response, like yeah. uh, uh, I don't know, food, the food industry, right. educational the, programs, education, uh, yeah. the medical research, or like the the pharmaceutical industry and, and things like yeah. that. Empowering the rich with the ability to steer social and political discussions. Uh, the social capital gained by them can also help grant them a better social standing. In effect, the wealthy can buy themselves into circles where important politicians and decision makers are increasing the wealthy individual's influence in the public sphere. Yeah. It's like what I was saying early on. It's like at some point, money, it, like the profit is there, but it, it doesn't mean it's meaningless right. at this point. Right. To yeah. that, to a billionaire. Yeah. It's like, so what are they profiting on? They, they profit on social status and social status turns into power and power turns into more power and um so it's a fair trade to get rid of a couple billion dollars it sounds like a ton of money but 
I mean, once you hit a billion dollars, do you need the other two hundred billion dollars? Really? <laughs> right. Yeah. In reality, do you need any of yeah. that money? Right. Um, with a billion dollars, you're set for life, and your kids are set for Absolutely. life already. Yeah. So it's just like the rest of it is just. Yeah. Uh, I can buy power exactly. with the rest of this yeah. money. I, I'll buy farmland. Right. Like, I'll buy people. Take for example. Here, here, here's an example of how out of hand this can get and how influential this can get really quick. Take, like, a tech billionaire of some sort. We're not even going to name names. Any one of the tech billionaires. Okay. Comes up with an idea for an electric car. Okay. Or his, his minions come up with an sure. idea. And he wants to push his company's electric vehicle sales. So, uh, on one hand, he pumps money into politicians that support, like, the green agenda. And you can start telling politicians, hey, we got to fight climate change. And the politicians like AOC are coming out like, hey, we got to be more sustainable and come up with these new innovative green ideas. And then on the other side, you can, like Bill Gates, purchase media, like, donate to the media. And the media starts saying how bad, like, oil vehicles are and petroleum is and starts bashing on the oil industry. And then you can pump more money into, like, the researchers of the green agenda. And then at the end of the day, Congress passes a law that says uh, Americans have to buy electric cars. Who profits at the end of the day? Right. The yeah. guy that pushed all those, like, threw yeah. all this philanthropic philanthropic money at this, right. this thing. Yeah. It's all, like, insider trading on a massive scale. Yes. Yes. Because it's not like, hey, I knew this was coming. It was like... Hey, I'm going to force this to come because I am rich enough to force the policies to work in my favor, so I profit off of this thing. Right. So I mean, that, that's well, a pretty and, small and, example, yeah. too. And on you know a larger, scarier, you know, when you have somebody who is a massive donor of, say, the WHO, which is the Worldwide Organization for Health, who is also a big proponent of population control. I mean, there's some conflict of interest there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, but. Uh, um, we can make uh, we can help with overpopulation by uh, more vaccines. Right. So we're right. good there. We're good there. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Um, this goes on. It says the amounts these ph- philanthropists donate are extremely large. The organizations are more likely to accept any precondition that the wealthy have. By attaching strings to their donation, the wealthy are even better able to direct the foundations and charities to carry out the agendas they believe in. Like I was talking about the WHO. It's like the more money Bill Gates throws, uh, the more polio research can be done or AIDS research. Like instead of focusing on. Right, yeah. And from what I have read, (laughs) polio is like the least worry of like a developing country. Yeah. Polio is more like a concern of a first world country that doesn't have all these other diseases that'll kill them um it's like oh polio that sounds really bad and then you go to africa and they're like we'll take polio over ebola (laughs) any day of the week well but it's like please give us your polio but it's like donating three million dollars to silicon valley housing (laughs) you know i mean it's just like okay well you're donating to something i guess that's kind of good but it's something that isn't really needed Mm mm-hmm says, increasingly, philanthropists are the ones designing and planning social change programs. So, again, they're not the, the experts right. in, like, social yeah. development or, like, like the social uh, world, like these uh, uh, welfare-type programs. They're not the—they're obviously not the experts on a welfare system yeah. because they've never had to— 
deal with a poor person in their life, but yeah. they are the ones that get to say where the money goes yeah. and how it's spent and how we can. Um, I mean, think about that on any any agenda driven idea, yeah. like the Great Reset, for right. example. Um, any economic movement can be driven by a handful of people yeah. that say, no, this is the way we want the world to go. Right. So we throw the billions into all these different things, the media, the all the uh, like medical, yeah. the education, education yeah. systems. And yeah, they just steer it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a giant fucking ship. So I don't know. That's scary. Yeah. The implications are enormous. And like the the actual help they give is so minuscule compared yeah. to the problem, yeah. but it's enough that they can drive, they can drive the results yeah. without actually fixing the fucking problem. Yeah. It's like how many poor people could Bill Gates alone like alleviate from poverty if right. he just gave it straight to yeah. a poor person instead yeah. of like funneling it through some freaking foundation. Yeah. Right. And it makes you wonder how many of those foundations are just like mo- money laundering schemes oh, to begin with. Yeah. And that's what I well, that's a big part of what I think it is. It because is. they're not accountable to anything. No. So how much of it could because you saw like uh the Chan Zuckerberg initiative. I mean, they can donate to politicians or to other bi- they can yeah. just invest in other companies and yeah. make money from those other yeah. companies and yeah. call that somehow call that charity yes yes like exactly how, how is investing in a corporation charity yeah well like, it's a corporation this, that focuses on helping poor people so yeah exactly this isn't anything new though it's not like this is no is a new philosophy because we kind of briefly mentioned uh uh like the rockefellers yeah. and the uh uh, JP, Car- Carnegie's Morgan and, and the yeah. Morgans and the uh, Morgan Freemans the, and the yeah. <laughs> not the Morgan Freemans. He is not a robber baron. I will never believe that. <laughs> no. Anyways, um, this is kind of we're getting close to the end, so I wanted to just talk about like where this came from a little bit. This whole philanthropy idea because it came directly from the robber barons, and so. To say people like people are like, well, they're kind of like the modern day robber barons. No, they're not kind of like they, they are, are literally they are, are the yes. modern day robber barons. Says um, this talks about robber baron philanthropists, philanthropists. Now I can't fucking say it. You, you screwed. Well, it doesn't help that it's philanthropy and philanthropists yes. and philanthropical. It's yes. like we got to change it every time Phil- we say philanthropist. capitalist. Yes, philanthro capitalism. I can say that, but I can't say philanthropist <laughs> for some reason. Do robber barons become benevolent philanthropists, or do they continue the same devious methods of control under a better PR strategy? What do you think? Uh, I believe that's it exactly. It was used to describe people like Andrew Carnegie. I I read it's Carnegie, not Carnegie. Really? It's Carnegie? Yeah, yeah, because he's Scottish and it's pronounced Carnegie. I I learned that today. Yes. Um, John D. Rockefeller, Cornelius Vanderbilt, and plenty of others. That these people would lie, cheat, and steal in order to attain more wealth. Sound like anybody I know today, like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg, that have both been sued heavily for lying, cheating, and stealing and uh, monopolistic practices. Very big reputations of being assholes. Yes. Says most often when paying their employees tiny wages and preventing them from organizing to be able to get more. Cognitive dissonance, notwithstanding, were led to believe a myth that these people became uh, beacons of good-natured philanthropy later in life. Do you think—is that possible, though? Do you think 
that these people just what as they to Scrooge, ate, right? They, I mean, yeah, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Because do you think the ghost of Christmas past came and? Um, do you think that's what this is? It's like no. these people come to this realization. No, it's like, I, you know, I, I could do more yeah. with what I have. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's it. It's like, what have you been doing all this time? Yeah. I mean, I, that's how what most Christian movies are based off of, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. If these people were so ruthless in business, do you really think they became good in older life? That's what I'm saying. I don't think these are sociopaths. Um, I, no. And again, I don't have a problem with a billionaire, but the people, the type of people like this yes. that will step on anyone yeah. to get what they want, to right. get the power they want, that's all they continue well, and, to want. And none of these examples that we've gone through tonight has been anybody giving a large sum of money without expecting something mm-hmm. back. With, it, yeah, it's not just them like sitting back and being like, here, have some money. Yeah. Here, have a billion right. dollars. No, like that one article tried to say was a good thing. Right. Well, they're young enough, unlike these old robber barons that like were like dying and they just started giving out money towards these ventures. These guys are young enough that they can yeah. have a hands on and like they can direct where right. they, they can shape their visions. That's the problem. That's yeah. a bad thing. They're not just like, I mean, they, they could give it to an actual charitable organization, just yeah. be like, here. A billion dollars to the Red Cross, and the Red Cross yeah. would probably gladly give yeah. that shit or away. Actually, you know, I mean, and maybe even make a profit, but invest in you know these countries and communities and help build up the industry. Well, the problem is, if they want to invest in these countries, they're they're going to pay their companies to right. do it, so they're going to profit off it in some way. Well, anyway. yeah. So I know, and then the people will just be their economy will, will be trashed. That's I mean, that's what we did in Haiti. Well, that's what yes. we do yeah. all over the world. Uh. It says, did they flip a switch in their minds from not caring about people to starting to care? Sure, I'll admit that people do sometimes change, so that is one uh, possibility. The other is that they saw the power of public relations, especially when they had previously been re- uh, reviled publicly for the ruthless business tactics, However, or how good PR was instrumental to their continued success. That they could, in fact, use their money under the guise of good while continuing to build exactly what they had before, more power, control, and wealth. It is, the letter, it is the latter case, I believe, is more of true when you look at the facts. I'm not denying that their philanthropy did some good, but I think that was not the main purpose of it, or at least in many cases of some of the robber barons. Um, it, it talks about John D. Rockefeller and how... He built well. First, his dad was a, literally a snake oil salesman, right. and then he went on to um, start Standard Oil, became the first billionaire in the world in 1916, and um, his company at the time controlled 90 percent of the USA's oil. And then they got broken up by antitrust things, right. and he got even richer somehow yeah. through that. So. Um, diversification yeah shitty practices to become like he was one that he was so rich that when his workers would like go on strike he'd just call up the governor and send in the national guard to like shoot the strikers and then when they continued to strike um he called up the federal government to send in the army to shoot up the strikers and then finally that that resolved and he he was confused at why his public image wasn't that great right but and again, when you get to somebody who who is like that, right? Somebody who has built an empire, mm-hmm. right? Not only will they do whatever they can to protect it, but they if you disrespect them or try to get one over on them or step on their toes in any way, 
they're going to go out of your their way to bulldoze you. Oh yeah. So I mean, because they can, they have the right, power exactly, to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So again, it, it's like taking a lion and, and being like, oh no, they're they're vegetarian now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you can't change that mentality. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't believe that's possible at all. No, I don't think so either. Like again, it's that that whole mindset of. Uh, you step on whatever yeah. you can to get as powerful as yeah. possible, and then all of a sudden you're just like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be yeah. powerful anymore. No, maybe if you took somebody from who was like poor from birth, who built themselves up, maybe, maybe, but not somebody who's born into it. Yeah, not somebody who's given everything. Now, the one thing I do like about, I at least appreciate about Donald Trump is he doesn't pretend to be oh, a no. changed like good guy. Yeah. I mean, he does claim to be like a. God-serving Christian. After yeah. he he read uh, the two two collisions, yeah, two collisions <laughs> yes, but but he's never been like philanthropical right. by any means. Yeah. Do you ever hear of Donald Trump like handing out money? No, <laughs> or even like stooping to give a dime like a, yeah. a J- JD Rockefeller. No, I, I, I've seen him give people jobs, you know, but no, not money. Right, and again, it's it it makes him look good because it's always in public when he's doing it. Yeah, says. It, it was because of the events that I talked about, the strike incidents where yeah. a bunch of people Shooting got people. killed. Um, Rockefeller realized he needed to clean up his act. He hired PR man Ivy Lee. Um, Ivy Lee? Ivy Lee. Interesting. Remember, this was around the same time that propaganda was being widely used and turned into a science. Ivy Lee was the other main guy besides Edward Bernays. I don't know. Oh. I don't know who that is. Uh, Bernays. Um, oh, gosh. He's got it like oh he was like um okay I want to say he's like like Freud's son or something he's like the father of propaganda really yeah so it says Rockefeller became well known for giving out dimes to lots of people most notably children you can easily find pictures of this online why because it was a huge public relation campaign so there's an image of him stooping down to give a child a I was dime gonna say but with the dime back then they could buy a freaking car yeah exactly <laughs> but was nothing for him though. Yeah. Billy right. billion dollars back then was like five hundred billion dollars yeah. today. Um, here's a whole article about wow. him giving a dime to a Civil War yeah. vet who was eighty one. Uh, it says part of the PR campaign was to become a philanthropist. In nineteen ten, Rockefeller established the Rockefeller Foundation. Again, a foundation named directly after him. Yes. Interestingly. Uh, PR is studied even under the guise of the foundation work. So they study public relations mm-hmm. under their charity foundation, I guess. Anyway, it, it talks about he got into like donating to education and to medical research and all Very this stuff. Gates's Gates's yeah, well, this guy, I mean, oh no, I he I, continued to monopolize yes. shit even yeah. in his philanthropy. He yeah. monopolized the medical. Uh, Medical training industry. Yeah. I talked about this, I think, in the Bill Gates episode, yeah. but I'll, I'll briefly talk about it again. But it says he formed the General Education Board in 1902 with a million-dollar donation. Eventually, $180 million would go towards this. In a publication titled The Country School of Tomorrow in 1913, his uh, General Education Board wrote this. This, this is what they wrote, yeah. this Board of Education, Education Board of Rockefeller. Uh, in our dream, we have limitless resources and people yield themselves with perfect doc- docility to our molding hand. Oof. 
Yeah. Shaping them into mindless drones, maybe? Yeah. Because they go on, we shall not try to make these people or any of their children into philosophers or men of learning or men of science. We are not to raise up from among them authors, editors, poets, or men of letters. We shall not search for embryos or embryo great artists, painters, musicians, nor will we cherish even the humbler ambition to raise up from among them lawyers, doctors, preachers, politicians, or statesmen of whom we have an ample supply. Jeez. We just want fucking worker yeah, bees. That's right. what it is. Yeah. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, that is. Like, we have this dream of just making mindless yeah. drones. Yeah. We got plenty of doctors but, and lawyers. We got plenty <laughs> of philosophers. We don't need those people. But this is his, their educational board that he put together. Yes. It, they're, they're saying this. This yes. is their, like, their motto. Their this is like their, their mission statement. Yes, it is. <laughs> Look at the public education system today Yeah. and think of about that statement there from this board of education that he created of you think they'd at least try to cover it up and be right, like yeah we're yeah. going to make the future yeah. of tomorrow and they're Your like dreams will come true yeah we don't want smart people yeah, right. we just want we, we don't want creative people <laughs> says ask yourself is our school system great i heard someone describe it last year as being great for preparing you for work in the 20th century I mean, that's exactly what it yeah. is. Mindless drones, worker bees, to, to do the bidding of yeah. the billionaires. He also went on to, and I'm not, not going to read this. I'm just going to talk about it because, again, I talked extensively about it. Oh, we got comments. Oh, oh it's uh, free virtual girl oh, chats. Oh, wow. Okay, Lots great. of them. Um, anyways, <laughs> maybe that was our one viewer tonight. Man, I feel like we missed 18 sex XYZ. <laughs> anyway... Um, as far as the uh, medical training, like we used to have a lot of holistic yes. medical training. Yes. A lot. I mean, it was just like a huge branch of yeah. um, all these different holistic uh, medications and research. And like, um, but the Rockefellers thought, you know, you know, we uh, we got to rein this thing in. There's too many doctors out there, yeah. too many uh, doctors' offices. We got it. Um, the Flexner report came from this, and this is what what started all of this. Because this says the Flexner report stated there were too many schools with too many doctors. They needed fewer so the doctors could earn more. So, so first of all, doctor. If everybody's a doctor, it's kind of like what we said with billionaires. Right. If right. everybody's a billionaire, what's a billionaire? If everybody's doctors. Um, Doctors what, can't make big. yeah they they can't make a ton of right. money. Says this resulted in women and black schools largely not making the cut, instead making the profession one almost exclusively white men. This work led to focusing on disease with a reductive scientific model and forgetting preventative and holistic medicine. Yeah. There was maldevelopment in the structure of medical education in America in the aftermath of the Flexner report. The professions. Infatuation with hyper-rational world of German medicine created on an excellence in science that was not balanced by a comparable excellence in clinical caring. Says it gave rise to, uh, instead of the homeopathic medical, we, we talked about that a lot with, uh, we even talked about this, I think, with, yeah, uh, with Jay, with, uh, Jay Gulanello, yeah, is that his name? With Perpetual Health. Uh, yeah, of the move, the shift away from the homeopathy. So we've got a couple episodes where we discuss this, but it gave rise to pharmaceutical me uh, medicine, which most of the drugs were created by petroleum, petroleum, which was Rockefeller's bread and butter. So who gained 
profit out of this training, uh, Rockefeller. <laughs> yeah. So Rockefeller pushes the education system one way to make more workers for his companies, another way to make doctors prescribe the medications that he's profiting off of from the, the oil industry. Yeah. And all the homeopathic treatments and stuff were yeah. considered basically witchcraft so after he, that. So he fucked up the education system, he yeah. fucked up the medical industry, and basically created Big Pharma. But he's <laughs> like the great philanthropist, oh, absolutely. J.D. Rockefeller. Yeah. That just shows the road to hell is paved with good right. intentions, and right? He, he's he, uh, I think he uh, teamed up with uh, J.B. Farben. Is that was it? J.B. Farben is the name of it. It was that Nazi, basically yes. uh, Nazi pharmaceutical yeah. company uh, that turned into like Bayer, I think. Yes, yes, um, yeah. So there's there's a big like incestual relationship between those As there groups too. Is. Says the Rockefeller Foundation has continued its work up to today. It's still heavily involved in education, medicine, and other areas such as agriculture. There they heavily were involved in the Green Revolution, which sounds great. Um, of course, it's PR, but in actuality, it meant funding pesticide companies, kind of like Monsanto, Monsanto or uh the company that owns Bayer that right. bought Monsanto. We've yeah. talked, I mean, we talked about all this oh, recently. Yeah. Um, and then also GMO crops, Monsanto again. Uh, goes on to say so this is, it says in John Perkins' Secret History of American Empires, uh, he mentions the agencies that are supposed to be the good guys are part of the game. I'm not just talking about the World Bank. The deception includes some of the nonprofits and NGOs. Um, it talks about this woman who worked in an NGO in Africa, and she, like, she saw the inner workings of it and was like, "This isn't what I thought it was going to be." Because she goes on, she says, "Are we being used?" Are the concepts of aid and development simply tools in the arsenal of the West, wielded not for the sake of charity, but for the sake of control? I believe if the West truly wanted to see a stable, developed Africa, the continent would well be on its way. Instead, yeah. the situation is worse after decades of Western involvement and billions of dollars of aid money. Absolutely. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at all the aid we've thrown into the Middle East or into African nations mm -hmm. or, like... How how much have they developed? Yeah. Central America, right? Now, what is yeah. with the... Uh, that scared me. Yeah, it did me too. <laughs> uh, what's with the uh, the eye on Africa these days? Like, yeah. Like well, all that, these billionaires have their their look their 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 sights set on Africa. Is that like the the next yeah the I mean, next frontier of yeah? Because look resource? at yes, untapped natural resources, just waiting for someone to come in and develop it. I've got a couple of headlines. I'm not going to read the articles, but this says it all. It says, Africa is to benefit. This came out uh, in September of this year. Okay. Africa is to benefit from the Gates Foundation's new record finance on SDGs. So they're spending some billions of dollars. It uh, looks like $1.27 billion. Africa will majorly will be a major beneficiary of new commitment by top philanthropist Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Beautiful. Yeah, so what, what do you think? <laughs> you think Bill is just like, you know, Africa, we need to do something about Africa. Yeah, no, I think he's like, hmm, where can we go for more natural resources? Wait, there's Africa. There is Africa. <laughs> this is what <laughs> makes me think it's of. Toto. It is Toto. <laughs> I feel like Bill Gates. Yes. Constantly has a song playing his head That's in it. the last 10 years. Yes. It's like, I would bless the rains. 
in Africa. <laughs> I can't keep that going or we'll get kicked <laughs> off, but I feel like that's that's yeah. what this is. So, yeah, I mean, wide frontier of resources. Absolutely. And you got China, you know China has been investing in Yeah, there, we've talked right? about that. There, yeah. The Belt Road Initiative yes. yeah. going from China all the way yeah. to Africa and like benefiting their economy. Yeah. So, you know, Gates is like Hey, we want in on it. Oh, and what about the African nations that like owe their airport? Oh, yeah, to China? Nigeria. Yeah, it basically, China owns the Nigerian airport. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all a land grab, absolutely. Which I'm surprised it's taken this long for oh, them I to be, be like, you know what? We haven't hit Africa yet. Well, they let's, pro- let's go hit Africa. They were probably were like, hey, look, we need to take care of AIDS and Ebola first. <laughs> After we take care of those, yeah, I don't want to go wide open. I don't want to go to Africa if they still got AIDS and <laughs> yeah, Ebola. Right. So let's get rid of Ebola and AIDS yeah. and polio, obviously. Right? And we got all those pesky tribes that we got to get rid of. You know, I found this one interesting. Back in 2016, when Facebook started, when Zuckerberg started his philanthropy, his uh, Chan Zuckerberg yeah. initiative. The first venture they made was um, a round of funding in a startup that trains and recruits software developers in Africa. So they're training coders in Africa. Interesting. First of all, that probably, to me, just says he's looking for slave labor. (laughs) I mean, how can I get cheap coders to do this? And it's it's just like there's just this big push for like Africa right now and philanthropy towards Africa. And like that woman said, it's just like, I'm watching all these billions of dollars that are supposed to be going. Nothing's getting better. It's yeah. actually getting worse. Yeah. Like, what's going on? We, yeah. I feel like if we wanted to change Africa, we would have yeah. changed Africa and, by now. And it's just like, if they wanted to cure AIDS and cancer, I'm sure they would have done it by now, too. You well, know? well, yeah, but they don't want no, to. So. they don't want to. That's why they um, squash the homeopathic treatments right. and... Yeah. Promote the the pharmaceuticals yeah. that just uh, kill you, kill you. Yeah, yeah, literally kill you. So, um, I don't know what your thoughts are on all this. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I feel like you got the this core group of people, right? Again, who are are looking for charity or whatever, but it's just an excuse to get their hands in other pots. Yeah, is all it is. Yeah. Oh wow, the Bill and Melinda Gates are going to help. They care about Africa now, right? No, they, no, no, they, Bill, no. And Melinda, Bill Gates doesn't care about shit. No, Bill Gates only cares about Bill Gates. Exactly. I mean, I still want to know what he was doing with Epstein, but well, we'll never know because he owns the media, obviously. Right. And you, you'll never you, find you out. You saw how he kind of scolded uh, and gave like the death stare to yeah. uh, the the chick that asked about his Epstein connection, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "Well, is she still alive?" <laughs> I, I, that's a good question. I wish you good health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all a power grab. That's yeah. a, that's the scary part is that when you have that kind of wealth, you not only can you shift policies, you can shift like entire countries, yeah. entire development right. of countries, yeah. the entire like structure of governments of yeah. countries. And nobody I mean, can do what, a damn thing about what it. Soros has has crashed the economy of what two or three different countries. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean it's he's just tried like, here too. Yeah, you know, and so it, it's again when you have people that they they move away from making money at a certain point, and it's like the the capital becomes like lives, countries, sure. government, right? Well, when when money is meaningless to you. And money's becoming virtually meaningless anyway. It's yeah. it's becoming like this, like, money is becoming a social construct. It's just yeah. like, 
it's not worth anything. Right. It's only worth what the people say it's worth. Yeah. And most of the people that say what it's worth are the, the billionaires at right. the top. And But when it becomes million, uh, meaningless, the new wealth for them is control or, and the social capital and being able to influence yeah, policies and people and governments and stuff. Yeah, it's like the whole agenda is to make money worthless pretty much and the whole equity thing, social equity, where yeah. we're all living on the same playing right. field. Well, if that's true, then money does become absolutely worthless. Right. And so what will wealth be then? It's going to be power and control. So yes. um, they, they're, they're getting ahead of the game. They're like, well, yeah. we know our billions of dollars probably aren't going to be much yeah. use in the next 20 or 30 years. So let's get on top of this social control thing right. because that's going to be the new wealth. Yeah. And that's going to be the new uh capital it's like how much how much control do you have well i have control over this and i have control. it's it's basically it's reverting back to like medieval times where it's yeah. just like well yeah. i control all of this land and this yeah. many sheep and cows and that many yeah. people and i have this many wenches and servants and manservants yeah. and um that's that's no, what I, it's going back yeah, to you've talked about how yeah. this is going back to a feudal system yeah and, and i sincerely believe that i mean when you look at the great reset and everything and you know this social credit thing yeah it seems like they're going back to this feudalism system where it's like oh you don't own that land but you can work it for me yeah right it's like i don't own it either but i am controlling of it right. i yeah. oh, i am the controller <laughs> of the I, land. i'm the lord of this land <laughs> I am literally a landlord. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I mean, but that's the, I feel like that's the whole mentality that all this sickness is based off of. You know, mm -hmm. the Great Reset, again, the big pharma, you know, the, the BlackRock, the Treadstone, all that shit is built into this mentality, this God principle where it's like they've reached a point where, yeah, money's not good enough. Yeah. I'm moving on to the next thing, which Control. is. Control. And if we if we make them think that think we're doing something that looks good, then we can keep working towards that yeah. control thing right. without no anybody saying anything. Because now we just look like the yeah. good guys instead of the shitbags that we are. And, and you know, people are are worried about the governments, but you know, these are the guys that, like you said, they influence policy. They influence the government. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't put like a face value on shittiness when it comes to obtaining power right. and control. Like right. you can look at money. And on a measurable scale and be like, that guy's got too much money for his own good. But you can't look at, like, you can't even, like, fathom the amount of control these people have and right. be like, that guy's got way too much power and influence. Because we, most of it, we don't even know what oh, they have yeah. influence over. Right. We, we We can't even, like, comprehend the influence they have over because yeah. cause we're peasants and commoners yeah, right. and show up the wedding i declare prima nocta <laughs> i don't even know what that means <laughs> anyways um that's that's all i got for this yeah. um it's just something i wanted to talk about because i mean we bash on bill gates plenty and it's not just bill gates it's not just yeah. mark zuckerberg they just happen to be the shiny examples that right. we know of who are the people we don't know of? Like, I don't know hardly a damn thing about George Soros, but I bet, right. guarantee you he has more influence than probably either one of those right. two guys does, yeah. or at least as much. Yeah. And he's in their inner circles. And the fact that it's not even like competing against 
what another billionaire for power anymore. It's it's scary when they all join forces and it's yeah. like, you know, right. let let's put our differences aside. We have power. If we combine our yeah. power, we have ultimate cosmic power. Right. And we can run the universe. Yeah, right. I mean, we'll 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 form our little smart cities that we'll put people into, and then we'll you know we'll do whatever we want. Yeah, it's a it's free free yeah free, free world for us. Yeah, you got anything else for this? I think that you're you're right. I think with I think the currency is going to these um, environmental social credits, mm-hmm. and like you said, they're ahead of the game on it. They're way ahead of the game. Yeah. So um, I don't know really how what to do to fight against this. Yeah. I, I like there is either. no icing on the cake here. There's no happy ending for the, yeah. I mean, these just are shitty people that, right. I mean, we've allowed them to be this way yeah. and get to this point. No, we've made them into rock stars. Yeah. 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 I saw Bill Gates once. Yeah. And he was like giving a speech in a restaurant somewhere. Really? And I like walked by. Yes. So, um, I didn't get to hear the speech, but yeah. he wasn't as fat back then, though. He no. didn't have his like man, man belly going on. <laughs> it must have been before he got married. Uh, this would <laughs> have been probably two thousand four, two thousand five, oh, okay. back so. when he could get his hands dirty and yeah, shape and, the world <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. This might have been pre philanthropic. No, because that was ninety eight. They said he was getting into that, but yeah, okay. I don't think he had totally gone full blown psycho. Let's right. uh, population control guy yet. Yeah. At that point, he was still he was a person that you'd want to meet at that right, point. Yeah. Now I don't want anything to do with the man. Right. So <laughs> let us know what you all think about this. What do you think of these people? Um, I don't want to come off like I'm a like capitalist hating. No, like, not at all. Communist. I'm where all about wealth. Everybody like needs said. to. All I these billionaires someday. <laughs> yeah, all these billionaires need to just share their wealth yeah. with everybody. Um, no, I I just have a problem with. Um, having so much power that you can yeah. just do your bidding and make a, an entire country do your bidding yeah. when you're an unelected official, yeah. first of all. Well, and, and I have a problem with people that you know are billionaires, but they they throw a million dollars away and and everybody makes a big deal like, out of oh, it. Oh, it's so yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, he cares sharing. so much. Yeah, right. It's like. That's all. That's all you. Three million dollars to help the housing crisis. Right. Yeah. Like, in oh, Silicon geez. Valley. <laughs> yes. Even three million dollars yeah. for the housing crisis here in Iowa, yeah. where the average house is about two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That still is not going very right. far. Yeah. yeah. That's what like I like. I can't do math. Like ten houses. <laughs> like twelve yeah. houses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What would what, you fix there? Good job, Mr. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, your charitable like, contribution. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Bill Gates is giving to the uh, impoverished millionaires who can't afford uh, multiple jets. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's that's all this is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's all the time we have. Let us know what you think. The comment section is always open. Uh, you can check us out on our Facebook forum, which is the Breaking the Bell forum, and you can leave a leave a comment there. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Break the Bell Pod. That's where I spend most of my social media time because it's more fun that way. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll be back here next week, Tuesday. Tuesday, because Monday is Halloween, and we both have children, and we yes. would probably be castrated if we decided probably. to podcast on that day. Um, so we will be live streaming Tuesday next week, 7 p.m. Central Time. A one-time thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it throws off your groove. But make sure you show up for that. Make sure you invite invite your friends and your family and all that stuff. Otherwise, we got our w- weekend wrap-up. Usually airs about 
seven o'clock Sunday nights, yeah. roughly in that area, where we wrap up your week in the news. Um, and we got the uh, Two Scoops morning show with me and my brother Dan Smots of the System Is Down podcast, where we give you a little recap of some really shitty news, usually, <laughs> on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. So a nice morning, uh, quick little show for you to start your day off right. You got anything else? No. You look like you're going to say something. No, I was stretching my back. Oh, you're just stretching. So, yeah. Have a great rest of your week. We will catch you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members. Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.